What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Ryan. I'm here with my boy, Travis, and we're bringing you the second episode of Trying to Function. This episode is going to be on optimism and pessimism, and I think these are really two solid topics, Travis. Yeah, I mean, I deal with a lot of this on a day-to-day basis. and you know, I feel like people kind of struggle with today's society and trying to differentiate the two or i mean just be optimistic optimism optimistic yeah that's what it is optimistic overall i feel like i go ahead i uh i used to struggle with it quite often and i mean i used used to be pessimistic always being down and poor me poor this and that and then it got to the point to where i just I got tired of it, so I got tired of, you know, seeing people be happy, I guess, and I wasn't. <laughs> I guess that's the best way to explain it. Like, why how, why are they happy and I'm not, but we're going through the same situation right now. So I've become a lot more optimistic. You can ask anybody that I know or that I've talked to, and I've been able to always bring the brighter side of things up and always focus on the plus side of things. Well, I think that's super important too, you know, like being able to find that silver lining. You know, you get put into a situation and that situation could be a negative, but every negative has a positive, you know, so you have to really look at, you know, maybe the overall outcome of the situation is a positive, but what you're dealing with right now might be a negative, you know, and that's all in how how you are as an optimist or a pessimist you know and how you look at things you know a pessimist will attribute positive events to external causes you know something will happen and if it's good it's because something else made that be good you know it's not because you made it be good and that's the difference in being an optimist is you know you attribute negative events to external causes like if something bad happened it's not because you made it bad it's because an outside force caused it to be negative and now it's your job as an optimist, as an optimist, to find that positive in that negative. You know. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that one. There's always there's always something to look forward to, whether you know. I've I've quit plenty of jobs. I mean, the one job that I really enjoyed, I ended up getting uh, laid off from because I uh, you know I had to get my knee surgery. The bright side, I had, was able to go get my knee surgery, and I'm doing decently better. I'm not 100%. I mean, it's been a couple years, so things are getting better, and I'm able to start doing jogging here and there and getting back to my active self, which I'm really happy about. Yeah, that's really good, man. Being active, not staying in the same spot. Too <laughs> like I'm here, you know, in in my in my place, and I just sit here every day, and you know, I do my whole Web three thing, and I'm a stay at home dad. So I mean, I literally spend all day every day, you know, home. So being able to go out, you know, like even if if I had a job, you know, just going out, it'd be nice. So I'm glad that you're, you know, starting to get back on your feet, you know literally uh being able to jog again from you know having knee surgery and recovering from that is is a wonderful thing so that's awesome man i've yeah, had a and sorry go ahead so back to the whole like opti- optimistic side of things i uh yeah yeah i lost my job and, and whatnot and you know it, it it definitely put me in you know darker side of things and a bit of a depression because you know, I really enjoyed it. The people there were amazing and I actually enjoyed doing that work which is a surprise. You know, Not a lot of people like working and you know it's I could have just you know stayed that way stayed in the dumps but I, I couldn't do it anymore. I needed to do something. I wanted to push forward so you know I started doing coding to keep my mind busy while I couldn't walk or move much. (laughs) So I got a little bit still work on. But, you know, you got to surround yourself with, you know, kind of like-minded people. 
and I'm still struggling to do that. I got a few friends of mine that, yeah, they're they're pretty close, and I've known them for years, but they're always negative, and I, I just I don't want that with me or burdening me by any means. Yeah, I feel like, you know, a negative attitude is only going to hold you back from doing what you want to do because whether you feed off of energy or not, a negative attitude affects the whole room. You know, anybody that's around that negative energy is going to be affected. And so here you are, you know, trying to be optimistic and see the positive side of things. And then here comes negative Nancy over here like, you suck. You know, like, (laughs) it's really hard to to try to be a certain way when you're surrounded by people that are the opposite, you know, and that's why I had to stop, you know, doing what I was doing back, back in Cali, just going to parties and being out in LA, I had to do something different. You know, I wanted to progress with my life. And so, you know, there's a time and the place for everything. And, you know, there's really not a time and place for being negative. So I think uh, being optimistic is, it's good, you know, like being somebody who's, who is an optimist, you know, like you feel that good things will happen in the future. You know, you expect things to work out for the best. You feel like you will succeed in the face of life's challenges. You know, like something gets thrown at you and you're not going to be like, oh, I can't do that. Oh, this is going to be too hard. You're like, oh, let me try this. Oh, I think I can do that. You know, you have to have a certain mindset. Otherwise, you're just going to hinder yourself from progressing further. Yeah, I mean, I've, I would have to say, you know, optimism and pessimism kind of go hand in hand with, you know, becoming successful. It's yin and yang, you know? Yeah, for sure. Like, success isn't always a one-way street. You know, you're always going to have bumps in the road or might have to make a U-turn here and there. Like, I just had to tell one of my employees, like, hey, man, like, today we had to... We're going to have to, next week at least, we're starting you at taking like a small step back. Going to get you comfortable with like moving cars and stuff. And then, you know, we'll bring you back over to like the mechanic side of the things. But you, know, you don't have a lot of driving experience at the moment. So to, you know, combat that, we're going to help you by putting you into a role where you're only focusing on just driving the vehicles and understanding and all that stuff. Or you know, we throw you to wolves with everything else. And he wasn't too thrilled about it. But, you know, after sitting down and talking for, I mean, hell, it was like an hour-long conversation. That was supposed to take like 10 minutes. <laughs> but, I mean, I like to take care of my employees. You know, that's why, I mean, most jobs that I've been in, almost all of the jobs that I've been in, I've always gone in there, you know, as kind of like the... I don't know, the black sheep. And you know, I'm able to learn things quickly and help, able to help everybody else out. And then I'll become lead or the manager within, you know, a few months down the road. And a lot of people, or at least a lot of the bosses and managers that I've worked for, it's it's not really the same same thing when it comes to them. And it's just the the things that they went through they feel like everybody should go through and that's that's why a lot of people i mean like all over like i've seen it on tiktok and a bunch of other places facebook twitter instagram shit and it's it's the factor of like the whole two week notice situation like if you're quitting a job you should give you that two weeks notice but you know, a job's not going to give you two weeks' notice prior to firing you. I'm polite enough, I guess. I mean, I don't like getting rid of people. I always like trying to help push people to be them be- their better selves and build them up to, you know, grow upon something and get closer towards their dreams. And I've I wanted to be, like in the IT field and do coding, build games and stuff like that. And at the moment, you know, I'm working on cars. <laughs> kind of, you know, opposite end of things. But I mean, I've always had a passion for cars as well. I mean, I'm not like a big car guru like 
oh, I'm going to make my car go really fast by adding all these mods. Like, I don't, I don't understand any of that stuff. <laughs> but I know, like, the basic maintenance and, you know, troubleshooting issues. And That's important stuff to know, though. You know, like, how to change your oil, how to fix a flat. You know, what happens if your, your, your radiator starts overheating? You know, like, you don't have to really be a car junkie to want to know the fundamentals of you know car repair in case you get screwed on the road so i mean it, it's good to know it, it's a good tool of the trade yeah but I've, I've actually had a few people since i've been at this at this job that yeah they they weren't happy with it because of the pay and i mean i don't blame them i don't get i got i've made just barely more than they do and i don't like it i wanted to quit and go work somewhere else to get a higher pay but you know at the same time it's kind of like am i gonna find that am i gonna find that same environment that you know i can bond with i guess and be able to help make a better place or you know is it gonna make me a better person overall and you know i'm kind of just using this as uh, like a foundation to be able to move forward one day, hopefully. <laughs> but I, like I was saying, I mean, I got, I've had plenty of employees come through that, you know, th they don't enjoy the pay and, you know, they do a lot of work and ex get expected of so much just to get paid so little. And they're just like, I don't want to leave this place, but, you know, I can't pay the bills. And I'm just like, I completely understand you like I want I need I want you to be happy I'm not gonna force you to stay here just because you you know you you feel like you have to like you're you don't have to stay at a job but if you want to keep building your career at that place you know I'd recommend you know trying to you know, move some things around or unfortunately I might have to get a second job so it is what it is, uh, but, you know, I'm always optimistic about it. I'm just like, uh, I had one employee quit, and then he called me, like, a week later. He's like, hey, man, like, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Everything's going downhill, all this other stuff. And he, mid-anxiety attack, panicking, almost went to the hospital. And I'm just like, uh, like, take some deep breaths. Talk to me. Let me know, like, what is your situation right now? And then you know, a couple days later, I was able to help him get a job, make him twice as much as he was making working with me, and he's loving it. And I'm not going to, you know, you got to focus on yourself. And, you know, the first person that you should make happy is you. 100%. I fully agree with that. And that kind of correlates into what I wanted to talk about next is the impact of optimism. You know, like you being a more optimistic person, you can kind of, you know, talk to, you know, like that person that you let go and, you know, they're stressing out and you can talk to them and help them find that silver lining. You know, optimism is important because it has such a significant impact on your mental and physical well-being. You know, research has shown that an optimistic worldview carries certain advantages such as better health, you know, greater achievements, less stress, greater longevity. There's so many benefits, you know, and being negative is only going to, you know, like it, it's like smiling and frowning, you know, like it takes so many muscles in your face to frown and make that disgusting face, you know, but then to smile is just so easy, you know, just a few little muscles in your cheek, just side to side, boom, you know, and a smile is so contagious. You don't even have to be talking. You know, you can walk at somebody, you can smile at them, and they'll smile back, you know, unless they're a dick or whatever, they're having a bad day. But even if they're having a bad day, you smiling at somebody could turn that day around for them, you know. So if you are being, you know, if you, if you feel like you're too negative, you know, you can't find that silver lining, you know, just take a step back, you know, do some cognitive restructuring, you know, Think about what triggers you, what makes you mad, you know, like write these things down, you know, and then think about the opposites of those things, you know, and think about how you can combat the negative with the positive, you know, like leaving a job. Yeah, it's a negative, like you're, you're out of income, 
but that opens up a door for you to get another job. You know, it opens up a door for you to find happiness somewhere else that you might not have found at that place. Exactly. I mean, like, it's, it's going to sound kind of, like, weird. I, I got judged for it for quite a while until, you know, I started talking to more people about it and they actually started doing this. Whenever you're starting to feel down, uh, just write in the diary. Like, it, it, when I first heard about it and I thought about it, I was like, oh, this is the stupidest thing ever. Like, why would I make a diary about, you know, how I'm feeling? Or why I'm feeling these ways, and you know, it it's difficult at first because you're just like, well, I'm just staring here with like a pen and a paper or like a little notepad on your computer, or whatever. And it's like I don't I don't know what the hell I'm gonna write about. Like this is it doesn't make any sense to me. And I mean, I'll even have like this conversations with myself. It sounds sounds strange, but it it honestly works. <laughs> I uh saw this thing uh somewhere. I can't remember what social media I saw it on. But one of the biggest things is like if you're ever struggling trying to like find who you are, just take ten minutes of your time, look in a mirror, look at yourself and just out loud, you know, who am I? And, you know, it might take a couple times of saying that, you know, it might even take a dozen times, even more. But once you start to do that and, you know, you, you're able to, I guess, take down that wall from yourself. Because a lot of, like, a lot of people build up walls to from getting hurt and they're just they're done with things and so on and so forth. And then you don't realize that you start to wall yourself off from yourself. Sounds like a crazy concept, but it it actually happens. You just mentally or subconsciously you're just you're losing yourself. And that's that's a lot of the time when people, you know, just start doing things on autopilot and not understanding why they haven't, you know, gotten really any growth in their life. And uh, you just gotta take a step back and figure out what might be going wrong, or I mean, hell, what might be going right for all uh, you know. You know, you don't want to lose who you truly want to be just to make somebody else happy. Well, I think you said it right there too. You know, a big part of that is when you start doing things on autopilot. You know, when you start not having emotion in the things that you do and things are just routine, that's when you, you don't have enthusiasm anymore. It might be a little harder to be positive about things. You know, and I think this this co coincides with what we talked about last week, you know, the smaller communities. You know, when you're in a small community, you know, it's great. It's a great feeling. Everybody's tight knit. You know, it's, it feels like a family. But then you start hitting the problems of not really growing, you know, being stuck to that small community, you know, and you start seeing the negatives about it, you know, and that's where you have to start finding ways to pivot. Like you said earlier, you know, find that find that 180 turnaround where you can say, hey, I can change this, you know, like I can find the silver lining in this. Yeah, it's like the whole, you know, success situation, you know. Facebook didn't succeed on its first try, you know. They had plenty of different failures and so on and so forth about, you know, what they needed to do to be able to get, you know, the things done that they had to do to be able to become such a large platform that they are today. And that it's kind of really how anything is, you know, you know, uh, Call of Duty. It wasn't a big or Activision, I guess is a better way to form this. They went through um, so much crap to make Call of Duty better and then like they had phases where it was crap again and then it got better again. <laughs> uh, such a yo-yo <laughs> yeah, with know, that it's, game. It's kind of, I guess I'm really just using this to, like uh, your company as an example. You know, they didn't start off making AAA games, selling millions of copies and doing that stuff i mean hell i don't even remember what the first game was nobody really does and i know, think the first one of the first activision games i played was tony hawk's pro skater 
on the yeah. Nintendo 64. And they don't, they don't just, you know, build off of one company. You know, a lot of the times, you know, different companies are made up from, you know, experts from other, you know, companies that are looking for better opportunities. And I guess, you know, that's, that's another thing is, you know, always look for better opportunities, something to help better your life and move it on from, you know, being complacent. And I guess that's kind of how, like, you know, the, the whole pessimism, pessimistic side of things come in is that people are, people are scared. That's the biggest thing. People get scared and then, you know, start thinking like if i try doing something different then everyone's gonna start judging me and i shouldn't do this because it won't make them happy well nobody cares about what makes them happy my at least from what i have to deal with or have dealt with i stopped caring about making others happy because it started putting a huge toll on my life they got to the point to where I just I lost myself. I didn't know who I was. I became an alcoholic, and I was one day pulled aside by my roommate at the time, and we kind of just had a severe emotional talk for like ten hours, <laughs> and I mean how we were both crying by the end of it. Probably went through like box of tissues <laughs> but like the biggest i guess you know don't be afraid to cry or you know try and talk to somebody if you're ever struggling and that's you know i guess one of the biggest things about wanting, me wanting to do you know this podcast is everybody's got their struggles and they're always trying to find ways to get through them and i want to be, be that person that can you know help you through something if you're ever struggling i mean i've helped several people already and i want to continue continue helping many many more and i never really had that resource so i want to provide i want to be able to provide that resource for those who are struggling and you know trying to function <laughs> i you know kind of play on words with that and it's it's something that you know i i've become more optimistic over it and you know a lot of times people always ask me they're like why are you why are you happy why why shouldn't i be happy like i'm living i'm breathing you know i'm progressing with what i want to do with my life for the most part and you're carrying on why, why why aren't you happy like oh because today sucked okay well why did it suck <laughs> Like you gotta, you gotta understand. You know, not everything's you know just gonna get handed to people. You know, it it does you know suck seeing somebody that's already more fortunate than you getting better things. I guess more fortunate, <laughs> more fortunate. Yeah, yeah, getting even more fortunate. Like, where's my brain, yeah? Bro? Honestly, <laughs> I totally and get I, that, man. <laughs> one of the one of the biggest things that I kept. It is like bad things always happen to good people. And I guess that was just people being pessimists. And I was just like, I, I mean, yeah, you know, some bad things have happened to me a lot, but I'm not focusing on those in my life. I'm not sitting here like, oh, yeah, I injured my knee. I lost my job. Like. Yeah, I, I injured my knee. Cool. I'm moving on. <laughs> I lost a couple jobs, but I can build from those experiences. Like I've I haven't had a single job yet that I can truly say I've learned nothing from. And being able to find, you know, just something, just even if it's something small, like if you worked at a at Walmart as a cashier. Or something, you know, you learn to be able to talk to people, you know, you learn to not, I guess, really judge a book by its cover. You, know, you, don't, you don't truly know what somebody's going through just by looking at their, you know, their external self. 
And you know, that's that's why you know I always try and carry, carry a smile on my face, whether I'm dead tired, I've been working for 18 hours, or you know I'm just waking up after you know a two hour nap or something. Like I always try and carry a smile, be happy, and and it's changed my life immensely. <laughs> like I've everybody has always come to me for everything and i'm just like i'm i'm not a therapist <laughs> like <laughs> like I'll, I'll just buy you a shot and then you know can we just call it good there and i'm just like sure <laughs> we'll we'll have a talk over a beer or something and you know just enjoy our life that's that's the biggest thing you know you just gotta be there to you know enjoy something and you know if you can't you know, find the good in something, then you need to, you know, have that self-reflection. Have that talk in the mirror or write a diary. Cognitive restructuring. Yep. You know, there's, there's five steps. You know, I was doing a little bit of research while we were getting into the topics of this. And uh, there's five steps that I found, you know. And the first one is identify the situations that are triggering negative thoughts or moods. Right. So that's pretty simple. Obviously, if you're playing a video game and people are irritating, take a step back from the video game. You know, don't play that video game for a bit. Uh, number two, assess how you are feeling in the moment. Obviously, if you're tilted, you're mad, you know, like get off. Number three, identify the negative thoughts that you are having in response to the situation. You know, like, are you going to rage back? You know, like these are negative thoughts. Like if you're getting toxic back at the person, those are negative thoughts. You know, number four, look at the evidence to either support or refute your negative thoughts, right? Like, do, are you just in, in being toxic back to them? Like, is it is it worth being toxic back to them? You know, like, is there a reason for it? Number five, focus on the objective facts and replace automatic negative thoughts with more positive, realistic ones. Right. So me and me and, you know, me and you were playing Valorant earlier and we, we had two <laughs> teammates being completely toxic because you were having an off game. We all have off games, you know, and they were cracking jokes. So I decided to be a little toxic to them, you know, like talk shit to them because they were being toxic to you. I wasn't talking shit to them, really. You know, like I was just being like, why are you guys being toxic to him? You know, like shut the fuck up, you know, and they're like, oh, we're not being toxic like can you guys not see this, you know, and then that affects your mood, you know, like you, Travis, as a player, your teammates being negative to you is going to obviously affect your gameplay in a negative way, you know, but being the optimist that you are, you muted them, you continue to, <clears throat> you know, play the match out with me and we finished off the game, you know, so it, it really is something that you can't just, okay, yeah, I'm going to be positive. You know, like you have to work at it. You have to do this cognitive restructuring because as a human, you're you're built to react. You know, you're not built to adapt. And to be able to adapt is going to make you a stronger person. It's going to give you a stronger character for it. You know, so there, there's things that, you know, tie into being optimistic and, you know, why people struggle with it. And some of those, you know, come down to genetics. You know, some people can't help being negative because their whole family is negative. They were brought up in a negative environment. You know, that's another thing. Environmental influences, you know, like what you were talking about earlier. If you're surrounded by negative people, how are you going to be positive? You know, like unless you have the ability to just observe them, see their negative and stray from it by knowing how to pivot. Exactly. I mean, like you were saying, you know, the whole cognitive restructuring and being able to identify, you know, the, the problem and are you going to react to it and how are you going to react to it? And we, we took two completely different or two, well, yeah, completely different routes. Like you kind of lashed back out and, you know, I just, I avoided it. I just muted them and I carried on. Like, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care what's going to go on in a video game like i'm not worried about it. i'm gonna continue playing and i'm gonna continue having fun that's why i play video games i don't do it just to you know get pissed off or go and talk shit to people like it what benefit is that doing in my life i do it to you know de-stress you know get my mind off of thinking of 
bad thoughts. <laughs> All the bullshit that we have to deal with. Yeah, no, what's funny is like if somebody's being toxic to me, I can brush it off. You know, if it's continuous and it's multiple people, then I start feeling a little bit targeted and it's a little harder to just brush it off. But dude, when it's somebody that, you know, is close to me and they're not doing anything wrong and they're getting bashed on, that pisses me off, dude. Because I'm like, if my homie's not going to say something, I'm going to say something. Like, you guys are lucky we're not in person and you guys are acting up like this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Hell yeah, man. I mean, I'm like, I'm right there with you. Like, you can talk as much shit to me as you want. I really don't care. Like I said, I'm becoming a lot more optimistic. and I, You can take out all your anger out on me. At the end of the day, am I going to really care? No. Words are just words. You know? Sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. It's, it sounds stupid, but the more you break it down, the more truthful it is. And when it's, it's you know, a children's saying or whatever the hell you want to call it. And I, I, the, for a while, you know, I grew up with you know, a lot of pessimistic people in, in my household. And both my parents are pretty pessimistic. And... Looking at, you know, from the outside, I just, I realized, like, why are they always so unhappy? Like, why are they always yelling for no reason? <laughs> like, I I had an argument with my dad not too long ago about something stupid. I can't even remember what it was. And he just kept raising his voice, then just getting even more angry. And I'm just like, I'm just trying to have, like, an adult conversation with you. There's no reason to be yelling at me. That's like, me, dude. Calm down, bro. I'm all about the civil <laughs> conversations. And then when voices start getting raised, I'm like, okay, if you want to yell, bro, like, I did metal vocals for, you know, since I was 13 years old. I can, I can project my voice. You know, like, I'm a little dude, but trust me, I'll make my voice louder than yours. You want to start yelling. You know, I don't like yelling, dude. You know, I would rather talk things out civilly. Like, there's no point in bringing aggression into something unless you're going to fight, bro. Like, you want to fight me? Like, let's fight. But if you want to talk, like, we can talk this out like fucking civil human beings. Yeah, I, that's, that's a big issue. And, you know, the whole optimism and pessimism. And, like, the big, the easiest thing to look for is the negatives. You know, that's that's how society is. That's how most people get raised on. And, you know, it's always looking for something bad like uh what would be a pretty good example for this one there was a i guess you know jobs you know you could look at it as you know Either you're going there bring up you're a job situation too yeah you're, you're you know you're learning something or you could just look at it like, oh, I have to go here to make money. I mean, yeah, you know, kind of have to work to get paid for it. You know, it's, it's kind of how society is. You can't, you know, trade some apples for a car. That's <laughs> that's kind of, it sucks, but, you know, it's, it's how it is. But, you know, you got to you know, always try and, you know, find something, you know, that'll help brighten your day and, you know. It'll it'll bring light to every situation. You'll be happier. You'll be able to understand a lot more with society, whether it's you know the things that are wrong with society or the things that are good with society. It's just perspective, really. It it helps you get a wider perspective on everything and being able to understand you know certain situations. And I mean, hell, a lot of people tell me I should be going to get, you know, my therapist degree or whatever how it's called. Because <laughs> they're always like, oh, you're such an easy person to talk to. I'm just like, yeah, you know, I, I, I try to be. I don't see the point in, you know, making it a pissing contest on who can complain more. <laughs> like, I had a conversation. I tried to have a civil conversation with my boss. And I was just like, hey, you know, my team, we're doing everything that you asked of us, but we're still having some problems with, you know, your advisors. I want to, you know, kind of nip that in the bud so that we can get things running a little bit more smoothly around here. 
and get a understanding about where you know, everyone's coming from. And then he just started, came back with, oh, well, you guys aren't doing this still. And I'm just like, but we, we are. And I gave him all the proof that he needed. And then it was, well, what about this? And it's like, well, here's more proof for that too. Like, <laughs> I, I always make sure that, you know, I have stuff to back up my statements and I've, I'm trying to get my employees paid more, but they, they're always looking for, you know, something to nitpick. I mean, there's always, you know, small things here and there that you can, that anybody and everybody can fix, but it's all about growth and We've I've gotten that team to grow a lot from what they used to be when I first got hired there. And we're doing a lot more work. We're getting a lot more efficient, better quality and everything. And then I get yelled at because one car out of the, you know, 400 that we've done this week took a little too long. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what else you want me to do here. Like, yeah, you know, things aren't always going to be perfect, but you got to realize that, I guess, from a, a manager coming, to, or management going to management, it's just the type of managing. Like, he sits in his office most of the time, doesn't really do much to talk to his employees. And... If if you're not going to be somebody that can, you know, understand your employees or be able to ha be that person that they could talk to, like yes, you know, they, there's HR for a reason, you know, they could they can go talk to them, but it's it's not the same, you know, cuz you know, HR is usually a completely different end of the spectrum for issues. Like that you usually go to them if like somebody I mean, I guess for, for my example is like somebody's like stole my fucking tools or some shit. Like I'd go to my manager and then we'd go talk to HR. Like I'm not going to go to HR being like, hey, you know, uh, I've gotten my team to grow a lot and I just feel that nobody's getting recognized for it. Like that's, it just sounds stupid to me. I don't know about you, but <laughs> I'm not going to go to somebody that has nothing to do with my job. Yeah, well, HR is human resources, right? So it's usually, or human relations, you know? So when it's when it comes down to, you know, like inner work conflict or, you know, like if your boss is giving you some bullshit like quid pro quo or something, you know, where if they're not being up to standards as a boss or if your coworkers are being shitty coworkers, that's what HR is for. You know, if you want a promotion, if you want to show that you've been busting your ass at work and you want to progress in your job, your boss should be who you talk to, your manager, your your on-site supervisor or whatever. You know, and that's yeah. a, that's another thing in, in the workplace, you know, like, um, what was I going to say? Oh, dude, I had this earlier. Oh, so like, yeah, um, like promotions, right? Like progressing in the work in the workforce, you could be. You could be a negative Nancy and get promoted and be like, oh, well, that probably won't ever happen again. You know, they're probably going to be keeping a close eye on me now. Like these are negative thoughts that, you know, come with being a pessimist, whereas somebody on the opposite side of the spectrum gets a promotion. You know, they're going to be at work thinking like, what can I do to get further? You know, like, oh, I got a promotion that's more paid. That means I can do this. You know, like having these positive thoughts and wanting to progress you know, these are characteristics that, that are going to come with being an optimist and they're going to make you feel better about yourself. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot of time people always talk about, you know, I'm only just going to work my wage. Well, I mean, if you're going to work your wage, then why should I be, you know, why should I promote you if you're only going to work for what you feel like you're worth? And everybody's got a different, you know, perspective on what they feel like they're worth. And to be honest, I'm right there with them for the, you know, my, what I feel like I'm worth. Like, I feel like I do enough work to be, you know, paid that, you know, 25 an hour. Is it realistic? This, in my industry, it's kind of a hit or miss. 
at the current place that I'm working at? Absolutely not. <laughs> like, as I got, when I got my, you know, it was only a, a small little raise, but it was still something. I'm not going to, you know, sit there and be like, oh, I'm only going to work you know, the, the wage that I'm being paid because that's all they're paying me for. I go above and beyond to be able to prove like, hey, you know, you should pay me more kind of thing. And a lot of the time, it kind of fucks over the, 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 the people below you in a way because they're just like, oh, well, if they're going to do this much work for this little pay, well, then where's going to expect everybody to do that? And that's not how it is. If you're going to be, you know, that... Uh, that you know, black sheep and and you know the the crowd being able to show that off and you know push that gives you a bit more of an upper hand towards being promoted rather than you know starting off working with the same people and then only being there just to get your like you know your annual pay raises or quarterly or however your job does it and i i don't i don't like seeing that you know i like seeing people wanting to put in the effort to want to do more and if i see you you know wanting to do more yeah i'm gonna go you know fight with management and see what i could do to you know get you to get paid more and have better retention of our employees and it's just, it's difficult to try and find jobs like that because people, or I guess most managers that I've worked for, they're just like, oh, well, that's not how things worked for me. Well, things are changing. Every Things change every day, whether it be your job, you know, the weather, like society, <laughs> like everything is constantly changing. I mean, hell, technology, like, 20 years ago, people couldn't imagine having, you know, such powerful computers and being able to do so much with them now. Or, or I guess... 20 years ago, people were like, YouTube, what's that? People are going to be making money off of that. <laughs> yeah, like, I was always told, like, oh, you're, Gabe, you're just throwing your life away. It's you're pointless. wasting your like, time. You're, yeah, they're just a waste of time. And then now there's content creators making millions of dollars a month, and it's just like, so was it a waste of my time wanting to go pro or being able to make content on this? Like, I mean, hell, what was it? Like the first big Fortnite tournament, some 16-year-old won it? Bro, it was like <laughs> over a million dollars, you know, that, that he won from that Fortnite cash cup. That's crazy. A 16-year-old doesn't he can't even touch that money, you know, like <laughs> that. that's crazy, dude. You know, like to, to be able to to monetize video games like that in today's today's age is such an amazing thing you know and that's why i will never restrict my kid like my kid wants to play video games bro like by all means play video games make that money in that cash tournament take care of your mom and dad you know like I, I'm, I'm gonna support my kid no matter what he wants to do because i don't know what the future is gonna bring i can't predict that you know, like I'm getting into crypto and NFTs because I think that might do something 10 years from now, like what YouTube and the internet did, you know, like crypto is freaking crazy. And that's something we can go on on a whole different episode, but you, you never know what the future is going to bring, you know, and if you're a little negative, Nancy, little pessimistic punk about it, you know, like you're going to be restricting yourself. You're going to be restricting your loved ones with that attitude, you know, stay, stay positive, stay optimistic, you know, stay stay looking for you know reasons to find that silver lining and turn the situation around you know like dude, if your ship's going down you look for those life rafts you know you you look for something that floats you know you you don't be like oh that's it guess i'm going down with the ship <laughs> yeah honestly i guess that's, that's a great you know example for that but yeah you know just it's it's one thing just to tell someone to be happy. You know, it's easier said than done. And I completely understand that. And 
trying to find those ways to become that less pessimistic person. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. Granted, it, it happened for me overnight because I just woke up one morning just like, you know what, fuck this. I'm tired of being down in the dumps. Tired of feeling sorry for myself. Fuck it. I'm going to make my life better. It could happen like that. Or, you know, it could take you years to work on and, you know, become happier in, you know, whatever situation you may be in and trying to get to that point of where you're actually, you know, enjoying things again. And a lot, everybody, you know, everybody's got depression and uh, it's not something to, you know, just brush off. Everyone's got something that, you know, will put them down or, you know, get them, I guess, you know, a bump in the road. These are their triggers. Yeah, I guess, you know, it kind of, you know, back on that boat of, you know, the cognitive. Restructuring. Restructuring, yeah. And. Like I was saying, you know, anybody could talk as much shit as they want to me. I couldn't care less. Like, I've gone through that. I mean, hell, when I was streaming on Twitch and I was, you know, getting, a, I, I say decent, I was getting like 10 to 15 average streamers, decently active chat. And then all of a sudden, you know, people come start coming into my stream telling me to kill myself. I'm not worth it. I'm just a waste of space. I'm wasting oxygen for people who deserve it. Like, I just started, you know, I was just like, fuck it. You know what? I'm done. I'm done with Twitch. Like, it is It is what it is. I rebranded, and I became a better person overall. And, you know, for somebody else, you know, it. you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they've been through. And just to, you know, go into their chat or do something like that, it's stupid. <laughs> Dude, you know what's like, messed up is I've I've witnessed that. Right, so I've witnessed somebody getting hate trolled while they were live streaming to the point where that was their very last live stream. You know, like the next thing I heard about them was on the news. And sad to say, but that shit really happens. You know, like people get bullied. They could be having, you know, like the shittiest time of their life, you know, and then they look to video games, you know, they look to streaming as an escape because, you know, their friends might come through and talk to them. And then some hateful little pricks come through and, you know, say some heinous things. And that could, that could be the last straw for somebody. You know, you never know what somebody's struggling with or going through. And so that's why there's no room to be negative. You know, like try to uplift people. Try to bring them into that positive light. You know, like if they can't see that silver lining, you fucking show it to them. Show them that there's, there's, always, there's always more. You know, that glass is always half full or three quarters full or one quarter full it's never empty you know because unless you're completely living under a rock and don't talk to anybody that's when you're that's when your glass is empty you know like if i didn't have you waffles if i didn't have my family if i didn't have my friends sure my glass might be empty but i've got you i've got my wife i've got my kid i've got my friends you know like my glass is fucking it's not full but it's getting there you know like i i've become so much more positive throughout the years just from being negative you know like i had a lot of anger problems when i was in my earlier 20s and now i'm 33 and i dude there's no there's no room for all this hatred and negativity that's in this world and you see all this crazy shit happening on the news and it's like where like where did this come from like what caused this kid to go hit up this school you know like what caused this person to go bomb this fucking gathering like that shit is crazy to me you know, and people are people are battling their demons. They're dealing with shit, you know, so you don't want to be the trigger for somebody to snap. You know, you want to try to help them and and keep them from snapping, you know, like turn them around, help them pivot, help them become an optimist. Yeah, I, I, I honestly probably couldn't have said it better myself. And I mean, hell, the last few years that we've known each other, like I've seen you grow immensely and you know you've come with a lot of bumps in your road and seen a lot of failure but i mean hell i'm fucking i'm proud of the shit you're doing you're fucking pushing on through it and you know yes you know there's been days where you're just like 
man, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I could do this anymore. And then we sit down and talk about it. And then you're happy again. You know, it's being, being an, as coming from somebody who has dealt with a lot of pessimism and seeing how my optimism has helped out a lot of people. It, it just makes me want to be even more optimistic. Like there's a lot of people, I guess back to like the whole job situation as well. You know, I'm not going to like, you're not going to get hired because you know, someone's like, Hey, why should I hire you? Or you know, what, what, you know, uh, cause you're hiring. <laughs> yeah. Because you have a hiring now sign on your window. Like, okay, well, why, like, why, I just like, what, explain this to me. Like, why would, why should I hire you if you're just going to come in and being like, oh, because I need a job. Uh, whatever like, attitude is, okay, it'll get you so, nowhere in life. Like, a lot of people need jobs, but <laughs> yet, you know, we still have one of the fucking highest unemployment rates. Like there's plenty of jobs to go around, but nobody wants to put that foot forward and look for that opportunity. See, uh, that that's another thing we could talk about. You know, like there's <laughs> we'll, so we'll many get more things into wrong that. with so, that. Like uh, people don't want to work because the pay is so minimum or, you know, like everybody wants a paycheck, but nobody wants to work for that paycheck regardless because of the work maybe or the workforce. You know, dude, I can't wait to like go on this journey of like doing all these different topics we're gonna talk about. We'll kind of we'll kind of move forward onto that probably next week with with like the job industries and stuff like that. Definitely. Um, but being being a happy per happier person, I'm not saying you have to be happy twenty four seven. That's from what I've been able to figure out, it's absolutely fucking impossible. I like to say, you know, nothing's impossible, but always being happy, I have yet to find somebody that's able to do that. <laughs> Closest and, person I've seen is Willy Wonka, bro, and do you see a smile on his face? Nope. <laughs> I think he was happy off of something. He, 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 I don't know, he was pretty happy, man. You know, living in a chocolate factory, bro, like... Where are they like drinking soda and like floating up? I gotta rewatch that movie. It's, <laughs> it's like one of my favorite the, songs the in there. Flavor, though, man. The flavored, uh, long lasting gum. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Then that person, the, who was it? Uh, she turned blue like a blueberry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch that movie, bro. It's been so long. Oh my god. Okay, let's get back on topic. We're, we're at like 53 minutes right now. We're gonna get ready to wrap this up. <laughs> Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, I, we haven't. I mean, I guess we kind of touched on pessimism a little bit, but I don't. I don't like to talk about being pessimistic because I just I don't like hearing that word or you know listening to people being down in the dumps. Like, there's always something to look forward to and being able to grow from any situation, whether it be losing your job or you know, I guess most recently with. A few close friends of mine, you know, losing someone you love, like it sucks. And, you know, you just got to realize, you know, life's not infinite and you're just going to make, make uh, the best out of what you got. And well, that, that comes with being optimistic, you know, not everything's going to come on a fucking silver platter and you got to, you know, be able to learn how to bounce back from that look forward to things and making the most out of life you know on that note of you know losing a loved one that's that's a really tough situation you know of its own and there there's two sides of that coin you know like yeah you you lost somebody that you loved that lo that loved you you know like you had fond memories in this world with but you know were they in pain you know like maybe it it was their time to go because there's a bigger plan for them now. And now they can watch over you. You know, like I lost my grandma on Thanksgiving day, about nine, 10 years ago now, you know, to pancreatic cancer. And it, it, it sucks, you know, like seeing, seeing your grandma, you know, like in that last stage, 
when I had memories, like I used to run away from my mom's house and my grandma lived across the street, you know, in the retirement home and I'd go swim in her pool and dude, I'd, I'd go run over there barefoot because I ran away, you know, like I'd be playing outside in, in the water sprinklers and my mom would like yell at me or something. And I'd go run to my grandma's, you know, like I had so many good memories with her and then seeing her, you know, dealing with the pancreatic cancer and going through her pain, I, I was so relieved to see the look on her face you know like when she passed like you could see all of the pain gone you know and that was the silver lining for me was my grandma wasn't in pain anymore you know whether she's in another plane or you know she's up in the sky watching over us like i know she's not dealing with what she was dealing with here on earth and to me that was the silver lining you know so you you really have to look at the situation you know and and think about it you know like you might react firsthand it might suck you might have some strong emotions that you're you know like having to overcome but there is the silver lining there always is going to be a positive end to the negative whether you believe it or not if you can't find it somebody that you know can help you find it reach out you know like it's it's really hard to stay so positive for so long that you know sometimes you break sometimes you you let go and you know, like what you said, Travis, you know, like, I, I have those moments where I'm just like, fuck it, like, this is it, I'm done, you know, and then we talk and, you know, like, I have that shoulder to lean on to snap me back into my place and make me realize, like, this is just another obstacle I need to overcome, you know, there's a silver lining in it, and I just need to find it, so I appreciate you being such a good homie, man, you're a good dude. Hell yeah, man, you as well, like, I can't tell you how many fucking, I, I can't explain the amount of times that I've, you know, I've called somebody, whether it be you, you know, somebody I've known for 10, 15 years now. And, you know, we sit there and talk and I just start fucking crying. Like, the, like that video I sent you on TikTok, like. No crying alone, bro. I wanted to no, bring that no up. No crying dude. alone. No crying alone. I don't care what society says about you know men or women whatever that i don't care but if you are my friend i mean shit even if you're a fucking acquaintance of mine find some way to contact me whether it be through twitter instagram tiktok like discord hell like i don't like seeing people cry on their own because then it'll lead to so much worse things. And if when you can have that person that you can cry to or, you know, have you know, a, a conversation about like, yeah, I'm going through all this shit and I just, I don't know if I can handle it anymore. It's just like, you gotta just when it's, it's better to talk things out and, you know, whether it's through text, which I absolutely fucking hate doing, or a f like a phone call. You ain't got a video call them. Just call them, put them on speaker. And if, I mean, hell, if you're just crying on the phone to me, I will let you cry on the phone to me. You can do whatever you need to to help you get through whatever situation that's going on right now. And I've tried... I mean, I, I've got several different communities that, that know me pretty well. And it's just like, I get random phone calls in the middle of the night. I don't care. I'd rather you call me than do something stupid. <laughs> like, my, my phone's always on. And I've got notifications on all of my platforms turned on. So you message me saying, you know, you need something. I got you. Like. I'm not a therapist by any means. I don't claim to be, you know, trained in any of these fields, but I enjoy being that person that somebody can call so that way they don't do something dumb. And, you know, one of the biggest things that, you know, made me do this these kinds of things was at my first job, me and one of my coworkers got really close and, you know, we'd go out have a few drinks or we go out to eat, go out to parties, have a good time. And, you know, I got pretty close to this family. And then one day, you know, I, I came into work and he wasn't there. 
and I couldn't get in contact with him. Uh, his family wasn't talking to anybody, and I was just like, well, what the hell's going on? And uh, come to find out, you know, he ended up going out on a drive and then just went to a parking lot and took his life. And that sucks, I felt like I was the cause of that because, you know, I wasn't, I didn't, didn't put myself out there enough to be able to help him going through such a rough situation. And, you know, I don't, you can't I put don't that on yourself those, though, bro. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's been nine, eight, eight, nine years and it's, it's still a struggle to this day. And it, you know, it's, it's tough going through that. And, you know, I mean, hell being able to talk to you and understand, you know, and a lot of my other family and friends, you know, not, when someone takes their life, it, it it's a shitty situation. But you can't ex- you, you can't be sad about it all the time. Yes, you know, it it takes different time for people to be able to um, re- recuperate or manage with you know the uh, the pain from that coping with the loss coping that's what it is <laughs> but you know it's 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 it's, it's a sh- shitty situation and you know i i was always reminded you know was his last you know his last breath telling you you should you should be you know upset about this or that you don't deserve to be happy like it's it wasn't like and the more i kept telling myself that the the easier it made it to be able to overcome you know his passing and we didn't we didn't have he refused to let anybody do a funeral and he wanted he made it very explicit that he wanted his you know one he did pass he wanted it to be a celebration of life. And I respect that 100%. You should never, you know, be, I guess I really shouldn't say never about that. Like some people want, you know, to have a funeral and remembrance and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you should be, you know, celebrating their life, celebrating the other time that you had with them. Sorry. No, I totally get what you mean, for sure. (laughs) Being able to, you know, move on with it and, you know, it shouldn't shouldn't be something that 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 that's uh I mean it'll be it it is sad, you know. But what will help is, you know, the celebration of life, you know, celebrating the times you guys had with them and that's why I try and do that, you know, kind of thing with people that come to me. And it's just like, oh, I'm, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. It's just like, let's talk about it. Let's break it down. Talk about each, you know, situation, scenario or whatever's gotten you in this situation. And then we'll start talking about, like, the good times and the things that have come from the things that you've done. And what is to come with those scenarios or whatever you have going on that's putting you down the dumps and help look towards the brighter side of things be more optimistic about it and understand like you know what yeah i'm I'm gonna put my you know my right foot or my left foot forward and move on i'm gonna i'm gonna take a small nap recuperate wake up do something better like being able to understand that and be more positive about you know the situations like there's a lot of times where i don't like to call people when i'm down the dumps because i don't want to feel like a burden that's a word that i hate saying because you are never a burden nobody is ever a burden yes you have shit on your plate everyone's got shit on their plate it doesn't matter you can never be a burden to somebody don't make don't let anybody tell you that you are a burden whether it's you know relationship, family member, whatever, that is the biggest thing that is I guess one of my pet peeves is hearing that 
is when someone's comes to me and they're just like, I just feel like a burden on my family. No, you're not. You are here for a reason. Don't tell me you are just a burden. You're not here to just drag everybody down. They may make it seem like you're dragging them down, but that is their problem. That is because those are the negative people that you're surrounding yourself <laughs> with that you need to get away from. Whether that's friends, whether that's family, whether that's a significant other. If they're toxic, if they're negative, and you're trying to be positive, you need to pivot. 100%. And I kind of want to end this off with, you know, being able to have that self-reflection. Oh, sorry. Allergies are bothering me right now. Um, being able to have that, you know, self recollection and that uh, I can't remember what it is. As you said it like <laughs> ten times. cognitive restructuring. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that, just a fancy you know. way of saying, you know, basically <laughs> reevaluate your mentality. Exactly. And yeah, you know, whether it's writing a diary, talking, cutting people off that, you know, yeah, you may have known them for years, but are they benefiting you? And being, and you know, I, I was just talking to somebody about this too. You know, it, these, these things sound stupid about, you know, making a diary or, you know, talking to yourself in the mirror sounds psychotic especially the you know talking to yourself part sounds strange as hell but i did it because you know i was looking for new ways to restructure and it helps a lot <laughs> i can't express how much that has helped me out with being able to restructure how i thought about certain situations or Feeling lost. So I think that kind of wraps up the episode with, you know, optimism and pessimism and how yeah, to combat the two. Definitely. We covered a lot of good uh good ground on that. I appreciate everybody that's been listening in. If you guys have any input, any comments, you know, for what we talked about in this week's episode. Uh, if you're listening down on Spotify, there's actually a questionnaire, a little thing at the bottom or at the end. I'm not really sure where they put it, but you can write some questions to us. We'll answer them. Uh, we actually plan on interviewing some people, you know, in future episodes. I have my friend Alan that, you know, uh, has some topics that he wants to talk about as well. So super excited for that. Um, catch you guys in, in the next episode next week. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to Trying to Function. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite listening platform and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Catch you on the flip side.